everyone. Thank you for tuning into the Stuff I Heard podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Peak, and this is December 2022. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I just got back from a Disney cruise on the Disney Wish. Uh, we did a little three-day turnaround. Very nice cruise to get away from everything and sort of just have a vacation, just my wife and I. It was wonderful. Um, but I did get a chance to listen to and see lots of things. So let's talk about stuff I heard. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I put little notes in my browser. So let me just go ahead. Much like uh, Bert Kreischer doing open tabs, I saved some open tabs so I could talk about it. Um, first thing I want to talk about is the peripheral. Okay. I've talked about this a few times being the best show on TV. It still is. Uh, the finale came out this past week. It is phenomenal. Uh, give you the brief rundown. It says set in the future when technology has subtly altered society, a woman discovers a secret connection to an alternate reality as well as a dark future for her own. This is an amazing show. The writing is smart and fun and energetic and futuristic. And there's multiverse things involved. There's, um, AI involved, there's video games involved, there's military, Marine Corps involved, there's all kinds of things. It's just so, it's done so well. The chemistry in this show as well. The actors are incredible. The special effects are cool. Everything about it is cool. You've got people that are not necessarily bad guys, but but are bad guys in a way. And there is a good, there is a good fight Man versus man, man versus self. I mean, there's a lot of this going on in it, and it is incredible. I highly recommend checking it out. Uh, the main character, Chloe Grace Moritz, Moritz, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, and Jack Rayner. Um, fantastic cast, fantastic writing, fantastic show. Just incredible. This is the best show I've ever seen. Um, I, I put it as number one, okay? It's the best thing on TV right now, in my opinion. This is my opinion, okay? Um. <clears throat> So anyway, that's on Amazon Prime. Check that out. On Netflix, Neil Brennan has a new comedy special. If you guys don't know who Neil Brennan is, he's one of the co-creators of The Chappelle Show. Uh, he met Chappelle when he was young, and they have been friends for a very long time. Um, he is a wonderful stand-up comedian, writer, director, producer, actor, you name it. He's done it all. Um, brilliant, brilliant guy. Uh, but sometimes brilliance makes you a little crazy. I mean, let's just be honest. That's kind of, that kind of goes hand in hand sometimes. Um, he has a comedy special on Netflix right now called Blocks. And he explains how the blocks behind him represent things in his, in his own mind. And it's very artistic. It's very, it's done very well. I mean, there's, there's no part of this that I don't think he thought about and practiced and, and has done many times. And, the way it comes across is though he's figuring out as he's doing it, which you're supposed to do in this special because he's wanting you to go along this journey with him. All right, so Google lists this as Neil Brennan explains the emotional and cultural issues that make him feel like something is wrong with him. From complicated relationships to the abuse of all kinds, Brennan gives the audience an honest and hilarious insight into his life. This is fantastic. This came out uh, November 8th. It says when it's first uh, on Netflix. It's brilliant. Um, I loved it. There was a lot of comedy in it, a lot of, a lot of humor, a lot of real life 
um, stresses and strains that we are all up against right now because there is so much in the world that, that, that demands our attention and needs our attention. And, you know, he's focusing on these things and trying to make, trying to make jokes of the situation, but also realizing that, you know, we're all struggling with something along the way. We're all dealing with a lot and none of that is lost on him or the audience in this. And it is, it is really fantastic. So I, I highly recommend checking out Neil Brennan. If he's ever in your area, go check him out. You'll be pleasantly surprised at what a brilliant comedian he is. Um, this is, I've seen his, uh, three mic special years ago. I thought it was awesome. It was unlike anything I'd ever seen before. And this is just another, another glimpse into his brilliant mind. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, if you want to relax a little bit and, uh, go off the deep in another way, uh, <laughs> there's a show on Netflix that's animated called inside job. Uh, this is season two just came out. Um, Christian Slater is probably the only voice you're going to recognize right off the bat, but, but Ron Funches is on there too. Um, there's several, there's several actors that you're going to recognize when, when they start talking. Um, Brett Gelman, uh, Alex Hirsch, uh, John DiMaggio, Adam Scott, Bobby Lee, uh, Clark Duke. Um, I don't know Lizzie Kaplan, but she is the main character. Anyway, um, this show is, is, is sort of poking fun at itself in the fact that there's supposed to be an inside, it's called inside job. So it's supposed to be like, what if all of the conspiracy theories are real? So each episode, especially in season two, goes along a different conspiracy theory and just goes deep into, yeah, what if that is, what if that was true? Let's just, let's just play with it. I mean, this is animated so they can go deep into it. They can show you all the crazy stuff. They can be, um, off the wall, dark, um, very, uh, graphic at times, but they can show you, uh, what if all of these things are true and what would these characters do? Um, I think the show's brilliant. I think that, uh, I hope they're going to do a lot of these because, uh, it's, it's just, it's so good. Um, I showed it to a friend of mine and he said he thought it was done by the same people who did Futurama. So I don't know if that's true or not, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of a fun way to, to unplug from the stresses of reality. So with that being said, let's talk about some stresses of reality. Um, this past week in the news, um, there's several things going on that are shocking. Um, first being that in San Francisco, they have just passed a law saying that robots uh, can be used by police uh, to use deadly force. <clears throat> Only in extreme circumstances, quote unquote. Um, what? <laughs> Robots in San Francisco can use deadly force. What? Um, okay, so <clears throat> for those who don't know, um, or if, whatever, this is my opinion. San Francisco, to me, has some of the most liberal laws in the country. Um, they are very um, lenient with a lot of things and very open to let people have crazy lives that are unregulated and unchecked. And they want to take care of the homeless. They want to take care of the critic, the insane. 
my wife and I went on vacation there once, and I was amazed at how clean and how dirty the city was at the same time. Like, you can tell they spent a lot of time cleaning up trash, and yet there were probably thirty or 40,000 homeless people living on the streets there that a lot of them were naked. Uh, a lot of them were fighting invisible things that weren't there um, because they're either just just insane or on drugs, uh, one of the two. And so navigating the city was interesting because I felt like I felt like it was a city that you could navigate pretty easily with public transportation because the bus system was fantastic. Um, but at the same time, I felt nervous walking on the streets because at any time, one of these crazy people can just come at you and you have to defend yourself. And with San Francisco being as it is, I don't know that they would think I was in the right for defending myself. Um, and now they're green lighting robots uh, to use deadly force. Now, what sort of, let's just look at San Francisco as a whole. What sort of bad guy would warrant you to have deadly force being used by a robot? Or, or just hear me out, what if they use these robots to get rid of the homeless people? Because it's a blight on their system. And they just go, oh no, we had something go wrong with the robots. Those 40,000 people are now dead. Oh, that we, we shouldn't use robots anymore. That, that was wrong. Does anyone else see the problem in this? I mean, holy crap. Um, this apparently was voted on by 11 people and got, you know, eight out of three. Uh, eight against three was the vote for it in San Francisco. So stay tuned for RoboCop and <laughs> and, th and things to go extremely wrong, like, I don't know, uh, Terminator. Um, someone's going to get control of this stuff and make horrible things happen. Just mark my words. This is not going to end well. This is going to be very, very bad. Um, there is also, <laughs> in the news, um, China right now is having a something called zero China zero I'm trying to I'm trying to bring it up my Google probably doesn't want me to look at it how deadly fire ignited dissent over China zero COVID policy yeah so I don't exactly know how this thing started um, stunning scenes of dissent and defiance played out across China over the past week marking the country's largest protest in decades and an unprecedented challenge to leader Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, sorry, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't quite know how to pronounce that. Deep public anger after nearly three years of snap lockdowns, border uh, border closures, and financial hardship brought thousands out into the street to demand an end to mainland China zero COVID policy. Um, with a bunch of people apparently saying that they're ready for democracy. They're tired of living under this Chinese um, communist control. Uh, the, it is interesting. The country's security forces move swift to snuff out the protests while health officials try to appease the public and promise to soften tough COVID measures. But furious posts on Chinese social media with continued, uh, despite censors, best efforts suggest it wasn't enough. And then... And then came Friday, the first known remarks on G as the protests, an unexpected acknowledgement of the people's frustration, and according to a European Union official who declined to be named, 
Xi also said that Omicron is less deadly than Delta, which makes the Chinese government feel more open to further relaxing COVID restrictions. Now, here's <laughs> here's what I saw. Um, I clicked open my Twitter to find out what was going on, and there was anarchy going on. Uh, they showed an Apple factory where they make the beautiful iPhone, right? We all love the iPhone, right? I do. Um, apparently these people are living in a facility to make the iPhone because they don't want them to go home because, you know, if you just keep working, then, then you can make it faster and they can make more money and whatever. The, the Chinese labor laws is crazy. Um, but it is, it's one of those weird things that for them, it's an opportunity to make money, but it's also depressing in the fact that they make so little money and it's just, uh, I don't know. Anyway, so due to the zero policy for COVID, uh, apparently a lot of people fled the facility by climbing barbed wire fences and stuff that kept them inside and I guess kept people out or whatever. But they climbed these barbed wire fences, they tried to escape, and these buildings that were housing these people um, basically came through and threw all their belongings into the street. And if you Google images of it, it looks like an end of the world situation. Um, it is terrifying looking. So then as I'm looking at Twitter to find out more information, because apparently the Chinese government reached out to Elon Musk because he, they know that he owns Twitter now. And they said, Hey, you need to take this off the line. And he was like, no, the world needs to know about what's going on. Um, yeah. There's just video after video of the police fighting people on the streets while people are protesting and saying that they're tired of this. This is just, just unbelievable. And if you Google it, Google it. Just Google it for yourself. Go on, go on uh, Google and look up China zero COVID policy and see the protests. See the people fighting with the 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 government. And holy crap, there is a huge map of China where all of these outbursts are going on and people are participating to try to ask for, um, they're asking for democracy. They're tired of being ruled by a communist system and good for them. I think we're viewing possibly the beginning of the end of the communist party in China. Um, I really hope that is what's happening. Um, you know, people deserve to have... Uh, an open and free life of some kind that you get to vote for who's in charge and you get to have some say in how you're governed. And man, this is uh there's change happening in China. Just, uh, just saying. Okay. So at the same time in Iran, um, there is a protest going on. Um, I don't even know where to start looking for this part. An ongoing series of protests and civil unrest against the government in Iran began in Tehran on 16 September of this year uh, as a reaction to the death of 22-year-old Marissa Amani. Um, this, uh, this has really turned pretty ugly pretty fast. Uh, to all our readers in the U.S., please don't skip this one-minute read. December 4th, we're asking for your support. We are a nonprofit. We go, okay, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. Um, there is a huge protest going on because this woman apparently 
was um, arrested for not wearing her hijab and then killed in in, in police custody uh, because she refused to wear the covering of her face. And this this got real ugly really fast. And uh, they're in the midst of a huge protest right now. Um, goodness. That she was severely beaten by guidance patrol officers uh, while being detained. Um, but protests broke out quickly. Uh, you you got to check this out. The country tried to block internet access. They tried to black out people's ability to access the internet to show what was going on. And for whatever reason, Elon Musk has the ability to open up uh, Twitter to people. He allowed people to to, to show everything, and they did. Um, as of the 29th of November, at least 448 people, including 60 minors, have been killed as a result of the government's intervention, in the pro intervention into the protests. Using tear gas and gunfire, making the protests deadliest since 2019-2020 protests that left 1,500 fatalities. Yeah, this is, this is getting ugly really fast, too. So, you got all this going on. <laughs> and then, because uh, this is stuff I heard, let me tell you about stuff I heard. Then, I just happened to be um, riding down the road, and I listened to a podcast. This is done by a comedian. His name is Dan Cummings. The podcast is called Time Suck. And episode 324 is the Mouse Utopia Experiment. So let me explain to you the little subline here of what this says. Okay. And you may have heard about this if you were growing up when this happened. This was after World War II. Uh, but a strange and thought-provoking experiment or episode today. In the 40s, 50s, and 60s, animal behavior researcher John B. Calhoun ran a number of experiments on rodents regarding how their behavior would be affected by increasing urbanization if all their basic needs were met. The results were terrifying. Crowded rats and mice became increasingly violent and lost their reproductive instincts to the point that they eventually, to, to the point that eventually, the utopia went extinct after enduring a final phase of full random violent attacks, apathy, cannibalism, and more. Could the increased urbanization of humanity also lead to our species extinction? As Calhoun warned, or are we as human too different from rodents to presume that what happened to mice and rats could happen to humans? I found today in episode one of the most thought-provoking done in quite some time. Hope you enjoy too. Yeah. So I listened to this and it is shocking um, because apparently, uh, what was it? Richard Nixon was the president during this time and he use this as an example to criminalize drugs and to try to control people a little bit more um, in ways that were probably detrimental to society in a lot of ways. Um, and the reality is, is you can't compare mice to people because mice are animals and people, while they are animals, have a different ability to rationalize and use tools and dream and create things and also problem solve in ways that are not really associated to mice. And, he goes into depth about the experiment and shows how in the mouse experiment there was um, no availability of anything to play with, no, just socialization. They were just going to socialize. Like they had nothing to interact with. 
other than food in each other. So, I mean, <clears throat> while at the base of it, I guess humans are animals, uh, we do have the ability to communicate in different ways and to uh, dream and uh, build and amuse ourselves with other things. But I got to say, when you look at the news of what's going on, it's a little terrifying because you go, okay, are we headed down that path? I mean, I don't know. I, I, I kind of want to put it out to you. What do you think? All of this makes me think about, there was a movie that came back in 2005 called Idiocracy. Uh, Luke Wilson was the main character. And it says here, uh, in every, in average, in every way, private Bowers is selected to take part in a secret military experiment to put him in hibernation for a year, along with a woman named Rita, who was played by Maya Rudolph. Uh, the slumbering duo is forgotten, and when the base they are stored in is closed down, they are left in stasis until 2505. When they later wake up, they discover the average intelligence of humans has decreased so much that Joe is now the smartest man in the world. <laughs> now, <laughs> this is made, this was made by Mike Judge, um, <laughs> and it is really stupid. Um, the budget for this film was $2.4 million. Uh, <laughs> And it only grossed four hundred and ninety-five thousand dollars. I mean, it was a, it was considered a flop by all measures, but it is creepy how much of this has come full circle now, and you're seeing stuff like this happen. Like in this, I watched this movie years ago, and Terry Crews is supposed to be the the president at the time, but he's like the most famous wrestler, so he's got his shirt off and he's wearing the wrestling shorts and he's got a, like his, his winning belt around his chest that says president. And he does the thing reflexes a lot. And it's so stupid. It's so <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Everything about it is stupid. Um, Dak Shepard is in it. Uh, there's, there's a ton of people that you're going to recognize right off the bat. Um, but here's the thing is we're sort of living in that reality now. I mean, we're hiring we're we're voting for people who are, you know, the most popular people in public and they're not the smartest. And you got to think at some point this is going to turn really bad to where, you know, I mean, those people saying, oh, you know, Arnold Schwarzenegger could be president. I mean, not to discredit Arnold Schwarzenegger's ability to be intelligent, but for a long time he was seen as a bodybuilder and the action star and that sort of thing. And does that necessarily make him the best to run the country? I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know his, it, that's just it. It's not a, are you the best person for the job situation? It's a popularity contest. And we've seen it time and time again, where in our democracy, which is very flawed, um, we vote for a two party system because that's how the system is set up. And in that two party system, we don't have a lot of choices. Uh, it's, it's, Hey, would you like, this person who talks out of their butt or would you like this person who doesn't know anything that's your choices here you go ta-da bad decisions america you do it what are you gonna choose what are you gonna choose you don't the people who are smart enough to be president you don't want because maybe they're boring to listen to or maybe they don't have the cool image on the late night talk show where they get on there and play saxophone or ride a skateboard or talk about your feelings. It's so weird. This, this, this experience of life is so odd right now in 2022. 
I don't know. I don't know. I'm thankful. I am thankful. Let's talk about Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving just passed, okay? Like a week ago. Um, let's talk about Thanksgiving for a second. I am thankful that I have a support system of people around me that uh, I can talk to and share ideas and can discuss like-minded uh, theories and enjoy time together. I'm glad that I have friends and family that are supportive. I am glad that um, I live in an area where it's pretty, you know, crime-free, I guess you'd say. Um, I have the availability of technology and resources around to be entertained. Um, but man, there seems like a lot of chaos around. <laughs> it just... Oh, boy. Oh, boy. So, full circle, uh, I highly recommend The Peripheral, Neil Brennan's Blocks, uh, Inside Job, and Time Sucks, The Mouse Utopia. And then and then get back to me. Tell me what you think. Yeah. You got homework. Go on Google and just figure out what's going on in the world. Talk to your friends about it. See what they think. And then maybe do a podcast with me. Let's talk about it. All right. That's it. I'm going to wrap this up. Thank you to everybody who listens. Um, I know this was a little darker episode today. Uh, but the, as TikTok says, the world is on fire and I and I am sad. But I want to be sparkly and happy. And so uh, I guess my positive spin on it is go make the world what you want it to be. If you're tired of something, do something about it. Have a voice. Stand up. There, I said it. Okay. My positive part is I really like the peripheral and Neil Brennan and Dan Cummings. So that's my sanity. Thanks for everybody listening. Thanks for everybody watching on YouTube. Uh, I do appreciate it. Last week was a little different. Uh, I sort of had an Insta360 camera. This thing right here, if you're watching on YouTube, I can show you it. Um, it's, it's a tiny little thing, but it records in 360 degrees at all times. And I'm in the water and I just hit record and talked for eight minutes and that was a short podcast, but, um, I wanted to do something different and I still want to do something different. Uh, sometimes when I get in here, I think well, I'm, I'm totally unqualified for any of this. Like nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to listen. But, uh, yeah, sometimes, sometimes you just want to, you just want to connect with somebody and say, Hey, I, I'm in this too. And you know, we all need each other in, in a little way. And sometimes it's good just to be reminded of that. So again, thank you. And y'all take care. And we'll do this again another time. So I always end this by saying cue the cow. So cue the cow. Moo, baby. Moo.